Well, friends and neighbors, you are listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show, and it's time for me to introduce my co-host. Once again, it's Jim, the red-headed Irish ninja Nelson. Jim, how are you doing today? Oh, oh, oh. better than <laughs> still doing better than I deserve. deserve right, <laughs> still doing better than I deserve. Absolutely. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, I've got to stop asking you how you're doing today because I know the answer. It's like when I ask my wife what's for dinner, food. <laughs> what kind of food? The kind you eat. Wow. Yeah. Cue cue the uh, music for the odd couple. Right. And the violin and everything else. Anyway, moving right along. So, it is August 20th as we speak. No, it's not. It is August 20th as you listen. Um, Here's the big surprise. We're pre-recorded today uh, because I am as we speak. Kind of. So this is like a Doctor Who travel time thing or something. Um, but as you're hearing us, I am probably on an airplane uh, headed to St. Louis for vacation, and uh, I'm I'm gonna have fun with that. Going to Anissa's wedding and and uh, gonna have fun with that. So Jim, what's been going on in your world? What'd you do yesterday, Friday? <laughs> Just kidding. Well, well, what'd you what'd you do yesterday, Saturday? Because yesterday we were doing the last episode, which did not get recorded because uh, of a computer crash. But what would you do yesterday after the show? Oh, goodness. Uh, I went out and bought my daughter a beanbag chair. Which you're now... You've, you've stolen, from what I understand. Well... Borrowed? Borrowed. Okay. <laughs> borrowed. That's, that's, uh, that's the Christian term, right? That's the Christian term. Right. So I with with good intentions to return it in similar condition to what I received. Similar condition? What does that mean? It means I'm a big guy. Okay, so she might have to <laughs> fluff it up a little bit when you're done with it, right? Maybe just a little I, bit. I I know that. Hey, I've got some good news. I have not even told you yet. It's in the tracker, but I doubt you've even seen it yet. Um, we are on now uh, a website called Shout Engine. Uh, we'll be getting more listeners for that. As a matter of fact, we already have today. I uploaded the episode from two weeks ago, and we've already got a number of downloads on that today. So we're expanding. And the reason I put us on ShoutEngine.com uh, uh, is because through that website, I was able to submit our podcast to iTunes. And I'm waiting to hear the glorious word from iTunes that we've been accepted into their beautiful world of podcasting so that's exciting for me i have no doubt we'll get accepted that sounds great so yeah yeah i'm excited about that and uh, i'm going to talk to ches later about that and see if i can't get him to do the same thing for his show so that that's good news that's really exciting for me well that would be great because we're in a war of ideas and you know what uh, kent holvin always says what does kent holvin always say when you're in a war, you don't ration bullets. That's true. Unless you're rationing them out through the barrel of a gun. Well, that's one a, shot, one kill, I guess. Yeah, I don't that's, know. Isn't that the Marine, uh, the Marine sniper motto or this, mo- something like that? Something like I've that. I've seen it's too many one. movies. So, um, Speaking of movies, I'll throw this out. I saw something good on Netflix yesterday, and I'm... You know, I, I, I'm I'm addicted so much as I can get addicted to it. I'm finding I'm not really addicted to these uh, Netflix shows as I used to be. I watch 10, 20 episodes, and then I move on to something else for some reason. Uh, and then I go back like a year later. That's that's my experience with Netflix. But anyway, moving right along once again. Um, 
there's a show I discovered yesterday on Netflix called Touch. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. You might find the concept interesting. It's about a, I think he's 11 years old. He's never said a word in his life. All he does is spend time with numbers. Um, and he has a, a gift, so to speak. He understands the numbers of the universe and is able to correlate those numbers with specific people uh, across the globe. And he is able to, uh, during the first couple of episodes, his, his dad, who just doesn't understand him at all, is able to finally grasp the concept. His son starts giving him numbers, and he is able to decipher and figure out what this means, and he's able to go out and help people and save their lives and different things. And there's like three stories running simultaneously with each episode, and at the end it's revealed how all three of them are connected. That is, that's, it sounds like something I'd be into. I, th- I think you, think you're right there. Yeah. Um, the only thing I, I don't like about it, it almost plays with the concept of humanity having omniscience. And that, oh. that I don't care for. Oh, okay. But it, it's, no, no. it's borderline on that. Okay. But overall, it's a good show. There's a lot of action and adventure, and it stars Keither Sutherland. Keither Sutherland. He's fun. I liked him in The Three Musketeers. I liked him in that. I liked him in, um, oh, what was that? Oh, 24? Or 24 Hours? I think was the name oh, of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But my favorite of all, and he, he, I don't think he got enough credit as to what he deserved, Young Guns. He was in Young Guns. And, and maybe I'm a little bit biased because of where I live, you know, here in southern New Mexico. That very well could be. Okay. Which, I gotta tell you, today, this afternoon, me and Seth took a drove to White Oaks, and White Oaks is mentioned quite frequently in the movie Young Guns. And, uh, yeah, actually, on, on my show in the near future, um, I plan on having a lady, uh, that owns a business, <laughs> one of two businesses there. There's only two businesses in town. Uh, one is the Brown Store, which is the lady that owns this store. And the other one is one I've never been into and never will go into, probably. Uh, unless I just get out there and I'm dying of thirst, I will go in and ask for a sarsaparilla. But the name of that business is the No Scum Allowed Saloon. And you will get that if you watch Young Guns. Because there's a, there's a sign as they're, as they're riding into White Oaks, a sign on the side of the road that says No Scum Allowed. No Scum Allowed. Uh-huh, yep. So is is that the reason you're not going in there? You, no, it's you, just because it's a bar. Oh, oh, oh! I was doing. Oh, I, right. I right. don't do those things, Jim. You know. I, no, I was thinking maybe you had some <laughs> self-esteem issues. No, no, no. Oh, now you went there. Okay, boy. Yeah. No. Um, no. No. I was going to support you and defend you. It just right, it sounded yeah. like you had some self-esteem no, issues. Nothing like that. No, no. I just. I have. You know, Jim. I just don't drink and don't have any interest in it. So, but if I ever no, and, really get hot and tired and they're not too busy, I might go in there just to pick up. You know, uh, I probably get shot at. You know, if it's anything like the old west, go in there and say, "Hey, can I have a glass of milk?" The place gets yeah. dead quiet. You know. It's, it's, and then you say in a dirty glass, right? <laughs> Just to make up for it. No, it's, <laughs> it's it's pretty much a biker bar. Um, when I was when I was I drove by it today, and uh, there wasn't anybody there but the owner. She actually was standing outside, just looking around, and 
uh, I pulled up to her because I asked about a uh, schoolhouse that was supposedly down the road of about five or six miles. Uh, I had heard a rumor that there was a schoolhouse there, and she said she'd never heard of it. There is a schoolhouse in town, which is pretty cool. Seth and I got some video of that, and uh, we'll check that out uh, later. But but White Oaks, yeah, it's a pretty pretty neat town. And I'll, I'll have to tell you my White Oaks ghost story uh, someday when we're off the air. Okay. And you can just take it for what it's worth. But I, I saw something, that... and so did my wife. And, Ew. Yeah, right? And I'm going to let everybody uh, out there in radio land just uh, jump to their own conclusions and use their own imagination on that. So, uh, but we ate out, uh, on the way out there, we stopped in Carrizozo, which is a neat little town, little historic town. We ate at the Four Winds restaurant. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad. It, they were pretty busy. Um, so any shortcomings they had, I'm going to just chalk up to the fact that they were extremely busy. Uh, we'd never eaten there before, but they've been around a long time. Seth had the chicken fajitas. I had the steak fajitas. So anyway, that was our, that was our long afternoon. That, that sounds good. Yep. I did, I did, I did something fun today though. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. What did you do? Yes, I, well, after church, I took the children over to a, uh, it's kind of a mini flea market slash Ooh, flea um, pawn shop. Right. And just poking around. Had some time to kill. Which one of your and kids did you get rid of? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, 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 keep, I keep my children. Uh, because yes. they are your friends. <laughs> because they are my friends, yes. Um, no, and I saw a wingback chair. A leather, a maroon oh. leather wingback chair with an ottoman and then come to find out the chair like has a flip out foot thing anyways and it leans back and it was it was a hundred dollars i put it on layaway very nice so see now now i get to play the uh the the the, the world's most interesting gentleman right yes you'll have to yes grow, you grow your you shaved recently you're gonna have to grow that back out and dye it gray I, I I'm gonna have to do that, and then I'll get like a a cognac sift snifter and and put like you know some root beer or 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 milk and you know you you talked about going in to order a milk. I would I would on a dare I would go into that bar with you and we would both order a tall oh. glass of milk and drink it at the bar. Yeah, that would be fun. And, that and get some video from the side just to be able to say we did it. Right. Did you ever hear the joke about the the old West cowboy that comes in and he goes, "Everybody, get out of here! Clear out of here! You gotta get, you gotta run! Big Jake's in town. He's coming this way." Everybody, <laughs> everybody, have you ever heard this? Everybody clears out. They get out. The bartender's trying to put up the glasses and hurry up and clean up so he can leave. And all of a sudden, this guy comes in. He's like twelve feet tall, five feet around, and he walks up to the bar. He says, "Give me a water, but make it quick. Big Jake's in town. I gotta get out of here." <laughs> You'll think about that later. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll think about. They thought he was Big Jake, but he's not. Oh, the, the bigger oh, I, I, yeah, folks. I'm it's late. Idiot. It's it's nine thirty a.m. Mount or p.m. Mountain time as we speak, and that means it's what eleven or yes eleven. Actually, did I say nine thirty? It's almost nine thirty. Coming up, it's it's too late enough to not even count the minutes right now. And this is a morning show. Good morning, Jim. <laughs> Good morning. Oh, I got to tell you what. Speaking of beverages, Crystal Pepsi is back. Have you heard this? 
No. This you, is news to me. You remember Crystal Pepsi, right? Wasn't that the clear one? It it was similar to the clear. It was clear, yes. I think they had another one called Clear Pe- Pepsi. But I remember drinking this uh, in in the early 1990s. I was working at Walmart in Eldon, Missouri when it came out. It came out in a can, too. And um, I kind of liked it. A lot of people didn't, but I kind of liked it. I, I'm told it's at Walgreens. Uh, what was what's the story with it? What's how is it different from like regular Pepsi? I don't think it really is much. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to get a can of it. I'm going to get a bottle of it tomorrow, and I'll get back with you. Okay. Much like Crystal Pepsi is getting back with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't I don't remember too many uh, drinks from the 80s or 90s, except uh, I was going to say that went away. Uh, but there was one tab. Is tab still around? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, somebody told me they rebranded it, and it's something else now. But I don't know. But I remember tab. Tab was like the first diet soda, and boy did it live up to its name. Because you when you <laughs> tasted it, you knew it was something. It was, it was diet. saccharin. It was yeah, yeah. It was diet because it made you not want to drink anymore. That's why it was diet, you know. <laughs> um, that was that stuff was terrible. And, and then along came after that, soon after I think was Diet Coke and Diet Pepsi, and those were to me those were still disgusting, but they were more tolerable than Tab. So I do thank Tab for um, making Diet Pepsi and Diet Coke taste a lot better than they really were. <laughs> than they really were. You so. know what surprised me lately with the diet stuff. What's that? I don't I don't know what they're doing with it, but the Kroger brand. Do you have Kroger's out by you? I don't have one. The the closest one I think is up in Albuquerque, about three hours north of us. The the Kroger brand diet pops all taste really, really good. They taste they they taste almost identical to I mean, I, I've got like a sensitive palate, so I, I pick up on it, right. but it's, it is almost identical to like the regular pop. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I, you know, we were talking on the last show about the Clover Valley and some of their food products, how they were good for prepping. Um, right. Clover Valley makes a sparkling water soda and there's absolutely no aspartame in it. That's what I like about it. That that's interesting. What do the, what do they use for you know a sweetener? What? There's another name for it, and I'm you know now that I think Sucralose? about it, that I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell okay. you. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, now that I think about it, I may have that confused with the ice drinks. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the ice drinks, but they're little tubes. They're flavored waters and sodas, um, but I'm, they don't have it either. Uh, those are, those ice you can get at Walmart for like eighty eight cents. Uh, a bottle. Those are pretty good too. But I, I think Clover Valley doesn't have aspartame, and I know I the ice drinks don't. So good stuff. And of course, I love my tea. Sweetened. I like sweetened and unsweetened tea. I, I yeah. Agree. I've kind of I've kind of warmed up to the unsweetened stuff. Have you? Well, see, of what, late, yeah. Oh, when when see, I, up until the time I was almost eight years old, we lived and I was growing up in Missouri where everything was uh, sweet and tea. And then we moved up to Michigan and we we're going to all the church potlucks and dinners and stuff and nobody brought sweet tea. They all, all brought unsweetened tea. And that was at the point when I realized Michiganders were just weird. 
um, <laughs> present company excluded, perhaps. Um, but I asked my mom about it. I said, what's wrong with you? There's no, there's no sweet tea here. First dinner. There's no sweet tea here. Where's the sweet tea? I gotta have the sweet tea. She goes, they don't, <laughs> they don't drink that stuff up here. Get used to it. <laughs> so I got used to it. I really did. And now I'm kind of glad I did because I can, um, I guess Michigan, the Michiganders were much like, uh, the tab for me. Um, they, they got me used to it. So now, you know, I live out west and in the south and everybody likes the sweet tea, but I, I still like the unsweetened tea. So it works for me. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's good to be flexible. That that way you're happy either way. And now that, I can choose to eat healthy when I want to. <laughs> As opposed to being told to. Right, right. Yeah. By, and that doesn't matter whether my parents or my doctor or whoever, you know. Um, but anyway. Um, let's, oh, speaking of drinks and water and stuff, my friend, Arch Hall Jr., he's one of my Facebook friends. Um, I actually met him several years ago. I was on Netflix looking for a movie to watch, and I came across uh, two movies to watch that both had this gentleman in it, Arch Hall Jr. Uh, the first movie I watched was called The Wild Guitar. It's a great movie. Lighthearted. The other one was called The Sadist, which I think we've talked about in one of the earlier episodes. The Sadist was uh, loosely based on the, the life of... Um, uh, two serial killers back in the 50s. Uh, Charles Starkweather, I believe his name, uh, and his girlfriend. I can't remember her name. She recently died. But anyway, I uh, I was so intrigued by Mr. Arch Hall Jr., who played in these movies, uh, that I looked him up on Facebook, and I found out he's a very ex- uh, extremely conservative individual who's a big Trump supporter right now as we speak. Um, but we, we began having conversations here and there, well, recently he made a comment on Facebook that I thought was true, so true and absolutely hilarious. And this is what he says. A few years ago, cars were made in Flint, in Flint, Michigan, and you couldn't drink the water in Mexico. Now, cars are made in Mexico, and you can't drink the water in Flint. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's too close to the truth. It is, it, it is it the is truth. The, yeah. It is the truth. What, what a, a very astute, observant man he is. So... So anyway, Jim, uh, you just put a quote in the tracker. Can you share that with us? Well, it's not original to me. Uh, there's a martial artist author uh, named Bodie Sanders, and he says, if you have to fight, fight like you're the third monkey on Noah's Ark, and brother, it's raining. I like that. I like that. That's a good quote. That, that can be applied <laughs> to more than just fighting, too. Right. Um, arguing, debating, working. Um a lot, a lot of things. I like that. I like. Don't that. make me introduce you to my pagan ancestors. Right. Yeah, we talked about them <laughs> on the last show. I the last show was so great. I was so disappointed uh, that our automation system didn't pick up the recording on that, but we've got that fixed now, so that's good. So um, yeah, I like that uh, that quote. I, I think I told you earlier this week one of my favorite quotes. Um, we were talking about co- uh, confrontation. And, uh, you know, talk about how we don't like confrontation, but we'll hit it head on. And uh, one of my favorite quotes is from an actor who I don't necessarily respect or admire, and here recently even less than that. Uh, but he, he once said, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. And that was uh, That's right. Will Smith. 
So I like that. I, there's a lot of truth to that. Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. I, I guess that's the ghetto version of mom and dad's it takes two to tangle. Almost. Almost. It's close. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, good good quote there, Jim. Uh, I want to tell everybody you can check out the show by going to morningbiscuits.com and also thebigbasin.com. You can also do a search on us now and at the shoutengine.com website I was talking about earlier. Good stuff. So um, here's another story in the news I picked up today, Jim. Tell, and, I'm, I, and I'm really curious to know your thoughts about this. A 16-year-old boy assaulted a 20-year-old boy with brass knuckles, beat him severely. The courts have certified him as an adult, and he's now being tried as an adult. He faces 20 years in prison. Okay, was that a 16-year-old assaulted a 20 or a 12-year-old? 12-year-old boy. Okay, you said 20 before. Oh, I'm sorry, 12. Um, 12. He's facing 20 years in prison. You don't have. You have mixed feelings about this. I, I sense some hesitation. I, I, I guess. I guess my hesitation has nothing to do with the brass knuckles. Uh huh. It has has because you can use anything as a weapon. This is true. Um. So, why brass knuckles should be illegal in the first place? Kind of. I scratched my head on that. But, um, I, I would kind of focus in on the fact that, um, you know, a sixteen-year-old is beating a twelve-year-old. Um, severely, I'm, uh, I'm assuming that at, uh, within an inch of his life sort of thing. And, you know, depending, depending on the severity, um, I'm thinking maybe he needs to be tried as an adult. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's other circumstances that can play into this, whether it was a, a repeated thing, did he keep coming around doing this? Was it aggravated assault? Um, stuff like that. But, I mean, normally you look at it and say, 16 year old, that, that sounds kind of, that sounds kind of rough, but not knowing the shape of the 12 year old, and maybe it's not. You know, the other thing, you, you mentioned that the, the brass knuckles really shouldn't come into play with it, because anything can be used as a weapon. But, you know, this, on the other side of that, that shows a little bit of a, to me, it shows a little bit of premeditation, because he, he didn't just pick these up off the sidewalk like he would a rock. Um, he was carrying those for some purpose. So that, to me, that shows a little premeditation and uh, a little bit of evilness on his part, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I guess, and, and I apologize. I guess what I'm looking at is there are certain, there are certain items that have been made illegal. Right. That, that make me a little bit crazy. Brass knuckles is one of those. I get it, but when I can go down to, uh, Harbor Freight and buy, a uh, a dead blow hammer, right? And for those who don't know what a dead blow hammer is, it's a hammer, and it's it's like a great big mallet. It's plastic on the outside, kind of rubberized plastic on the outside, and, and the head of it's hollow, and it's got a lead shot in it. And the and the point of a dead blow hammer is that when you hit something with it, it's it's used by machinists, which I am one. Um, it there's no bounce. All of the force goes straight into the target. Right. Um, but those, you know, those have been out in various forms. That is, that is a deadly weapon, but you can't get rid of it because it, it's a, it's a legitimate tool for certain industries like machinists. Um, brass knuckles. Okay. Fine. I get it. It's a weapon, but 
Um, <laughs> but so's a chunk of, but so's a chunk of pipe. So's a bare yeah. fist. You're not going to outlaw fists. Everybody, what? We're going to walk around and, and be constrained by law to keep our hands open? Come on. Uh, butterfly knives are another one. Why a butterfly knife should be illegal makes me, it makes me nuts. All it, when we've got automatic, spring assisted, gravity knives, we got all this other stuff out there, but, but an ethnic weapon of the Philippines, a right. butterfly knife, uh, that this should be illegal when we've got so many other things out there? No, this, some of this stuff is kind of silly. And brass knuckles, it's, yes, it's a weapon, but there are lots of weapons out there. Why pick on something like brass knuckles? For absolutely no substantive reason. I'm going to let you in on a little secret, Jim. I own okay. a, I own a pair of brass knuckles. No, you don't. It's a paperweight. Yeah, it, oh, actually, mine's not. Mine's a belt buckle. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I bought it at a gun show. I picked it up, <laughs> and it's got the little bead that goes in the hole of the belt, and I didn't realize that. And I looked at it, and I said, what in the world is that thing? Why, why does this set of bra- brass knuckles have this bead on it? It's not a set of brass buckle knuckles. That's a paperweight. Or they don't know. They said that's a belt buckle. I was like, oh, I see what you did there. So anyway, yeah. I took it home and I put it on my belt one day. I thought I'd wear it out. You know, just look at me. I got, you know, I was much younger then, much more immature than I am almost now. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, and then I got to thinking, this is stupid. This is going to get me arrested. Because the cop's not going to go, oh, that's a belt buckle. No, he's going to look at it and go, that is a pair of brass knuckles. You can easily remove it from the belt at in a split second and use it for what it's intended for. And I thought, I'm not ever going to wear this. Um, and I, my first thought was go throw it in the trash. And I thought, no, it's it's illegal to carry, but it's in the circles I was in, because I was um, years later, I kept it, and I'm glad I did because I was a firearms instructor. And as an instructor, you're allowed to keep certain tools um, in the state of Missouri that are deemed illegal, as long as you don't carry them, unless you're carrying them in like a locked box before you go in to teach a course or something. Um, so, yeah, I, I found that interesting. And I've seen the paperweight ones, too. But uh, r- realistically, it doesn't matter what they're intended use for, and I use the word intended lightly, cop catches you with that, you got charges. I get it. I, I I get it. I accept that that's a fact, but I look at it and I go, yeah. When when I can carry a knife, and I do, I carry a Crawford Casper, um, uh, from Columbia River Knife and Tool Company. Um, it's a four inch blade in the state of Michigan. Uh, I'm allowed to carry under state law a four inch blade. Local municipalities uh, are often more restrictive. Um. And, and you can carry a three inch blade. God forbid I should ever have to defend myself. I am trained. Right. I know how to use this to great effect. Um, but when I can legally carry something like this and under certain circumstances, not only survive the encounter, but survive the legal aftermath. Right. Yep. I get and it. And then you're going to, ta- you see where I'm headed with this? Yep, sure do. But you're going to take brass knuckles away. But here's the thing. I could use brass knuckles in a non-lethal fashion precisely because it's an impact weapon. And, and, and again, heralding to F- Filipino martial arts, uh, Filipino martial arts 
are are extremely good at using brass knuckles as non-lethal weapons. Sure. So so you're going to take that away from us, but we're legally allowed to carry knives. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. And in some cases, firearms. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You've got, in Michigan, you have the... uh, the open carry law yeah. that well we've had it forever but it was it was a a right that wasn't being exercised until people finally started saying you know what a right that you don't exercise is a right that you don't really have yeah. we need to expand this so that we are using our rights before the rights go away very quietly and there was some weirdness with that at the beginning but people have kind of gotten really responsible with it and have picked it up and, and ran with it. But then on top of that, we've got our concealed carry laws. Um, yeah. so yeah, you've got, you've got knives, you've got guns, uh, that are out there and are legal. And you're gonna pick on brass knuckles. Yep. To, so that's, that's why when I looked at the story and I was saying 16 year old assaults a 12 year old with brass knuckles and is gonna be tried as an adult. I, I, I look at the brass knuckles, and in order to deal with that story, I have to take the brass knuckles out of it and say, you know what? The bottom line is you've got a 16-year-old that's beaten a 12-year-old within an inch of his life, period. Right. I agree with that. I do. And, and, it, and it really kind of goes back to – it's a similar similar set of circumstances to um, guns don't p- kill people. People kill people. Right. This is a perfect example of that. And there then, was no gun involved. Yep. And then let's add and, in another factor. Where's this guy's mother, parents? What's right. the story with them? Why in the world because are they letting him take uh, a, a pair of brass knuckles out in the street? What, where, why in the world does this kid have an attitude that he feels he's got to beat up a kid that's four years younger than him, or any age for that matter? Where's right. his Where's his mentality coming from? It can only come from one place, and that's his raising. Yep. I, I tell you what, I, I am so, you know... Uh, they say the nut doesn't far, fall too far from the tree, and I don't mean to s- say my dad's a nut either, but um, there's a lot of truth to that. And I am, I, I know that um, my way of thinking and some of the things that I believe and subscribe to are not the same as my parents, but I'll tell you what, I'm proud of the way I was raised. I'm proud of my parents, and even more so, um, I, I've got a, a 14-year-old boy in the other room that's, getting ready to go to bed right now, he hasn't been feeling good today, that has a heart of gold. Mm. Um, he he really does, and, and I'll give you an example. When we go into Walmart, usually there's a couple of guys standing out on the street holding signs, we'll work for food, homeless vet, they've got a backpack, some of them might even have a dog. I, I don't berate a homeless man for having a dog, that might be the only friend he's got in the world. Um, so I don't have a problem might, with that. But on, no, on a number of levels. Right, right. But Seth, when we go in there, when we go to the checkout line, he wants to get each one of those guys a soda. Let's get him a soda, Dad, or if it's real hot, a a bottle of water. And we'll do it. We will do it. And sometimes we'll even pick up a candy bar, especially if it's hot out there because they need that sugar and energy. But that's Seth's idea. Um, he He's just got to – I'll give you another example, and I hope he can't hear me because this would embarrass him to death. Uh, but I think I told you a little bit about this. I told somebody, I don't remember who it was, um, he had a, he had a day uh, two weeks ago where he just, uh, his attitude with me wasn't just, it wasn't quite square, you know, and I said something to him about it. 
And he was like, I'm sorry, Dad. You know, I didn't mean to come off that way. Well, I didn't, you know, all kids go through that. You know, it, not a big deal. Correct it and move on. Well, that night we're sitting in dinner, at, in din, at dinner at, in Denny's restaurant. And he said, Dad, when we get out of the car, I want to tell you something. Did I tell you about this? No. I said, well, tell me now, you know, because my interest is peaked. I'm like, tell me now. Tell me. No, Dad. I, he said, I can't tell you now because I'll start crying. Oh. And, and I was like, okay, well, now I'm really concerned. So I'm hurrying up trying to eat. I want to get out of the car find out what's on his little mind. And um, we get out of the car. He goes, Dad, he said, I haven't been treating you right lately, and I'm so sorry. He just bu- burst into tears. And I didn't think anything of it because I know all kids go through that every now and then. They get those spells and whatnot. But I was so proud of him for having a tender enough heart to recognize his own shortcoming in that area and bring it to my attention before I had to bring it to his. That is absolutely beautiful. It it may I I at that point that's one of those proud daddy moments, you know. Absolutely, that's awesome. Yeah, and I know if he heard me talking about that right now, he'd come in here and probably you know lower his eyebrows at me. But oh no, <laughs> but no, I mean he has got such a tender heart, and I'll tell you that doesn't come from me. It does, but not directly. It comes from the raising my parents got and the raising that uh, that they got from their parents, uh, and and on down the line. Well, I'll I'll tell you this, and and I say this because you are my friend. <laughs> Sometimes some, and this isn't just this isn't this isn't a planned love fest. This is just it, we're, we're shooting from the hip and speaking from the heart. Let me get the tambourine out. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. Kumbaya, Miller. <laughs> no, um, uh, no. Sometimes I think you you, you um you, you under well you undersell yourself. In fact, I was talking tonight to a mutual friend of ours about you. I already, I think and, I know who you're talking about. I'll guess later. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're probably, you're probably going to be wrong. It might surprise you. Um, but I was okay. talking, talking to a mutual friend about you and, um, and I, it was kind of funny because I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there saying, yeah, there's, he, he's a completely different flavor, but he's a lot like me. And then I tried to move on to say he's a really good guy, and then realized how how, how self serving that would have sounded. Oh! And so so we had we had to have no a scum bit allowed, jo- Jim. No scum allowed. No scum allowed. <laughs> oh yeah, and Sir Joe is in the background going, "Just don't get Jim in a bookstore." There's a whole story wrapped up oh, around that. My. <clears throat> yeah. Getting you in a bookstore uh, would be a lot like getting my dad in a museum. No, 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 no. Okay, I, I guess I got to tell the story. Okay, I'll make it. I'll make it super quick. Um, I was telling telling Sir Joe about uh, going into this bookstore, and after I got in there, I realized that it was a bookstore that catered to um, uh, 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 neo Nazis. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something else. I'm glad. Yeah, you no. Okay. It's over over in the People's Republic of Royal Oak. Okay. Um, and. It, 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 and I go through there, and they've got several historic copies of Mein Kampf. But they also had just a, a bunch of regular books. And I was looking at the time; I was looking for some books on on um, uh, astronomy. Okay. Long story short, the guy's on the phone. I'm ready to go. I go to walk out. The guy wants to now that I'm walking out of the the building. The guy wants to help me. 
And, I, and he says, was there anything that you needed to find? I'm like, well, I was looking for books on astronomy. And before I could look over to see where he was pointing, he said, yeah, well, they're over there. And I try to look back, and his hand is already down. So I have no idea where he's trying to direct me. And I'm stuck. You know, because mm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to respect the effort. Right. Even if it was a bit late. Gotcha. Uh, and, and then he starts going off on me, going, what? What's the problem? And I go, um, I missed where you pointed. And he starts, you know, if, if, when somebody tries to help you, you need to at least be respectful enough to, and I, and I go, listen, sounds like you're having a really bad day. And, I'm trying to walk out the door. He's like, no, you came in here to start trouble. I says, which was why I literally had my hand on the door, right? Mm-hmm. I was walking out of the building. You're the one who stopped me. And it, and it, it turned into a, it didn't turn into an altercation. Right. Uh, but it was like the guy's trying to play off of the fact that most people don't want confrontation. Yeah. And I pegged him as being the guy that was going to take advantage of that. And I'm like, no, you know what? I need to leave a mark. <laughs> I, I I want to make sure that the next person that comes through here, he's going to go, do I really need to pick this fight up with every person that walks through here? And and, and I'm like, no, I'm going to leave a mark. And And so I got into it a little bit with him. It told Sir Joe about it, and now the running joke between Sir Joe and I is, yeah, I can't take Jim anywhere. He's the only guy I know that can start a fight in a bookstore. Okay. Okay. I thought originally you were going with, because I know you, I know you like to read, that you go into a bookstore, you have a hard time leaving the bookstore. Uh, no, no. Which, which is what I meant by taking you to a bookstore is a lot like taking my dad to a museum. My right. dad came out here to New Mexico about four or five years ago, and I took him to some museums. Uh, thinking that we could hit, like, maybe four or five museums in a day or something like that? No, not possible. Not possible. Because my dad goes through every artifact in a museum and reads everything there is to read on the plaques and the books and everything. He'll go in the gift shop, the bookstore, reads everything. We went into a museum over, um, it was a, a western fort uh, over on the west side of the state. I wish I could remember the name of the fort. General Douglas MacArthur, as a child, learned to ride and shoot there because his father was the commanding officer at that fort. And now there's nothing left but adobe ruins, but it's a really cool western fort. We went into this museum, which um, wasn't much bigger than a double-wide trailer. And it took us forever to get out there. <laughs> I am so glad that I didn't take him, like, to the Smithsonian of the West or something, you know. So that's where I thought you were going with that. Anyway, Jim. No, no. So, yeah, good good, uh, good comments there. I, I, I like that. I appreciate, appreciate that. You know what? Um, it is getting a little late for us, so let's do this. Let's go through the app of the week, and then we'll cover... We'll go ahead and cover the uh, national days, just a few of them, um, and then we'll close out. How's that sound? All right. Okay. First of all, the app of the week. Did you do you have any you want to present? And if not, I've got a great one. No, go ahead. Okay, I've got one app on my iPhone, uh, but there's a lot of apps like it. The QR code readers. Uh, the one I use is Red Laser, which is fantastic because I like going. Uh, I, I like going to Walmart, but when I go, I like I expect to see prices on items. Uh, but anybody that goes to Walmart or any other big department store knows that that's not going to happen all the time. 
Well, the QR code reader can not only read QR codes, but it can read the uh, the the barcodes on products as well. You scan the barcode, and it will tell you what the price of it is in several different stores. Almost all of them show the Walmart price. So you get an idea what it is. You don't have to go running around the store and looking for that gizmo that's uh, uh, wire-tied to the poles. Uh, so right. I, I like that. It, it comes in handy. Not that I couldn't stand a few steps to those poles anyway. I guess it's kind of silly because Seth gets mad because I park like halfway or near the back at Walmart when I can't find yeah, a parking. Yeah, but the problem is finding them. Yeah, that's that's it too. But then I always Seth is like, oh, Dad, couldn't you wait and get one closer? And I'm like, it's not going to kill us to walk. And then I go inside and go, no, I'm not looking for a pole. <laughs> so, anyway, the red laser QR code reader. It'll save you time and exercise. <laughs> so And exercise, listen to you. Yeah, go ahead and take the first day, Jim. All right. Uh, August 20th, National Radio Day. Hey. Thank you, Marconi. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, I, I grew up listening to the radio. Uh, my brother to this day will swear that the reason he didn't do so well in fourth grade was because I kept, we, we shared a bedroom was because I kept him up late at night, uh, listening to radio. Oh, no. So, yeah. That's what he you're, told you're his the, teacher. You're the little kid off the Robinsons. Yeah, something like that. You remember Meet the Robinsons where the little genius kept the other kid up and he ended up turning into an evil genius? I can't say I remember that. That's no. a fun movie. You need to watch okay. that. Meet the Robinsons. You'll know what I'm I, talking I about. I guess that's me. So, what else <laughs> we got, Jim? Uh, National Chocolate Pecan Pie Day. Okay. I, I don't think that goes together too well myself. I'm, I'm thinking if chocolate pecan ice cream, maybe? You've got your chocolate in my pecan pie. You've got your pecan pie in my chocolate. You remember those old commercials? Got yeah, for the uh, Reese's butter Peanut Butter Cups. Yeah, yeah. Classic commercials. Unfortunately, uh, people much younger than us can't appreciate that. Um, Sunday, August 21st, that would be tomorrow as we listen, uh, National Senior Citizens Day. I like that. I like that a lot. I love old people. I love talking to them every chance I get because you never know what story they're going to give you. Right. Speaking of stories, what's the next day, Jim? <laughs> Uh, August 22nd, National Tooth Fairy Day. How in the world did that get started? Me said don't know. I, I'm going to look that up. I, I remember getting the quarter under my pillow. Right. Uh, you know, and then then as I got older, it became a dollar. And now I think I think the going rate's like $20 bill or something. <laughs> I'm glad Seth's already lost all of his teeth. So, and, and then... <laughs> and and then uh, National Pecan Tort Day. That's for the nutty uh, uh, attorneys. That's what that is for. So tort. Yeah, yeah I know. I think they're torts. So I don't. I think that has to do with cake. Oh, okay. Not yeah. attorneys. Okay. <laughs> All right. My bad. Uh, let's see. August twenty third. I think I'm going to celebrate this if it doesn't rain. National Ride with the Wind Day. Sounds like a great day day to get on your bike whether it's motorized or not. Um, which we're going to get on that topic maybe next show, Jim, those motorized bikes. you were We were talking yeah. about that, so that'd be a good topic. And then National Sponge Cake Day. Anyway, I what can you say about sponge cake? Sponge cake. You need strawberries on it. 
I like strawberries. Strawberries. August 24th, National Peach Pie Day. I can live with that. And it's also National Waffle Day. Oh, Obama and some of the other politicians have a holiday that day. That's awesome. Yes. Waffle yes, Day, yes. yeah. Some would, some would designate that for Trump, I know, but anyway, we won't go there. Um, I like waffles. It's it's funny because I if like my kids them. were in the room, they'd, right. they'd be singing that little song. Do you like waffles? Yes, I like waffles. Do you like pancakes? Yes. Anyway, August 25th. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. Oh, is it my turn or your turn? Yep, it's your turn. Oh, okay. National Kiss and Makeup Day. Nice. Not going to happen. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving right country- along. I'm remembering that country song where it says sometimes, or it's two of a kind working on a full house, and it says uh, sometimes we fight just so we can make up. Right. And then there's the country <laughs> that song that said, I want my rib back. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. National Secondhand Wardrobe Day. I'm all about that. I, I buy a lot of my clothes at the thrift store. Absolutely. And, and the reason I do is because, not because they're so much cheaper, even though they are, but because you can get styles... And Hawaiian shirts are my thing. I love Hawaiian shirts. And I can find some that you can't find at Walmart, you know. So the styles and fashions are, are you can find cool stuff there. That's what I like. Uh, speaking of cool stuff, National Banana Split Day. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, right? Who doesn't like the banana splits? Absolutely. I remember that we used to have ferals up here. Do uh-huh. they still have ferals? Uh, I know what you're talking about. But uh, they're, Ferals, they're not out here. Ah, uh, fer- there was this there's this old fashioned ice cream parlor place called Ferrells, and they had what they called a pig's trough, and it was like the biggest. They they made a banana split out of like an entire half gallon of ice cream. Wow! And they put the put it in this tin container, and they called it a pig's trough. A pig's trough. But it was a, but it was a banana split. Interesting. They got, they got a pizza here called the the garbage barge, much along the same lines for pizza. So, gotcha. Yep. August twenty sixth, National Web Mistress Day. Now I look this up. What do you think this means, Jim? It doesn't sound great. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but it is. It really is. Okay. Think, I think of a web mistress. I think of you know one of these guys that has like an online relationship. You know, when his wife's at work or whatever. That's not what this is at all. A web web mistress is somebody who runs an internet business that develops websites for other businesses. Oh, the female version of it. So uh, yeah, so it's it's like a mistress in the classical sense, where in, with an English accent, somebody would come up and say, "Yes, mistress." Yes, along those okay. lines. All right. Uh, National Dog Day. Yep. National. Every dog has his day, and, and that's now- it. <laughs> And now <laughs> it's it. August 26th. Yep. Speaking of dogs, when, when Seth and I went to White Oaks as we were driving out of town to go up in the mountains on the other side, this huge white dog attacked us from the side of the road. Moving car, 30 miles an hour. And all of a sudden I had a flashback of when I was driving about that fast in a Ford Explorer as a patrolman. This dog in town was a stray dog, but it absolutely loved me. It, 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 if it saw me in town, it would follow me around. Uh, we would take it to the dog pound, and it would escape. It would climb over the fence and escape. I'd see it a couple of days later. It'd start following me around again, take it back to the pound. <clears throat> but anyway, 
driving down the road about 30 miles an hour, this dog runs, he, he times himself, much like you would beat a shotgun on a duck. Okay. Uh, he times himself, jumps straight in the passenger side of my Ford Explorer. Or, I'm sorry, the driver's side. Comes across my lap and into the passenger seat. And all of a sudden, but this dog wasn't as friendly. This dog did not like me, the one we saw today. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm, I'm like gunning it and try to roll up my window at the same time because I could just see this thing jumping in. And, of course, Seth's in the passenger seat and tearing us both to pieces. So, right. So we're coming back down the mountain through through the other way. And I forgot about that dog. But that was okay because the dog reminded me. He was there oh, again no. waiting on us. Anyway. National Dog Day. What's the next uh, item on the Friday agenda, August 26th? Uh, National Cherry Popsicle Day. You know, I'll take any kind of popsicle you offer me. That's my final thought on that. <laughs> I like popsicles. I remember... Popsicles? Yep. I, re- I remember uh, Grandma making them in the freezer with those old little plastic Tupperware things with the stick and the ring on them. You remember right. those? Yeah, good yep. stuff. Good stuff. Well, Jim, you got any final closing thoughts before we uh, close out for the day? No, I'm pretty much tapped out. <laughs> I know, right? Mercy, Charlie was a char- char- uncle. That's what it is. Oh, oh, you know what? I, I got one just just for a little bit of fun. All right, lay it on me. And, and, and it attaches to our to our, our August 26th National Dog Day. I knew this family, and they had two golden retrievers. They got them as puppies. Mm-hmm. And they decided um, that they wanted to name the dogs, there are two of them, Goodness and Mercy. Interesting. And the reason they did that is because they wanted their children to be chased down by goodness and mercy, like it says in the Bible. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I thought that that was an absolutely beautiful way to introduce God's grace into your children's into your children's lives, and and what better way? All right, with a with a golden retriever with, with a couple of golden retrievers. I I totally agree, and that is a huge biscuit to bite on. Are you ready for the gravy? Okay. I had two black labs. You know what I named them? What's that? Amos and Andy. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, folks, that's the Biscuits and Gravy Show. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to check out the podcast and the blog at MorningBiscuits.com and at our new site at ShoutEngine.com. You all have a fantastic week. Bye-bye.